Welcome back to There Will Be Analysis. I am Nick Speedman. I'm Josh Lazarus. And we are Omega Level. Omega Level, Omega Level, Omega Level. Omega Level. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Uh, so let's just get into this. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, Le simple favor. Let's go ahead and move right on past uh, that one. <laughs> Walk right by him. So this week we are going to go over, break down, dissect, analyze the movie A Simple Favor. Let's calm that down. Okay, we're going to talk about <laughs> what we liked and what we took from it. Okay, let's take a break. The 2018 movie A Simple Favor, uh, directed by Paul Feig, starring uh, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Mm. Uh, when I first saw the previews for this, right, I'm a huge, huge Anna Kendrick fan. She is my favorite comedic actress. I think she's amazing at dramatic work, but she doesn't do it as often. So... I was already kind of game with her. Oh, yeah, cool. New Anna Kendrick movie. Heck, yeah. Blake Lively's in it. I really like Blake Lively. I think she is super underrated, man. She was fantastic in Savages. Huh. I thought I thought she was award-worthy, like should have won awards for performance in the town. I also think she should have been uh, gotten an awards consideration for Savages. I, I, never, I never watched Gossip Girl, so I didn't know who she was in that. I don't even know the first thing I saw Blake Lively in. But when I saw The Town, I was like, well, I like her. She's amazing. And then I've just kind of watched stuff she's been in since then, like kind of followed her career. I thought she was great in The Shallows. She was awesome yeah. in that. I thought it was simple a really good movie. movie. Yeah, very simple movie. Very, she very, did great. I'm glad that effective. her and her husband did a type of trapped movie. That was awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, buried and then her doing uh, Shallows. That was really cool. So, yeah, I, I like Blake. I think she's underrated. So I saw the preview and I was like, oh, the two of them. And then like... The preview happened, and I was like, "Oh, I, man, this is not going to be good." Yeah, you're like, I mean, what it feels like this looks like trash, honestly. And then it's directed by Paul Feig, and I was like, "Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it has some some credence because Paul Feig is like a decently well known comedy director. He makes some pretty good movies." And I was like, "Well, I mean, he he made Bridesmaids, which I'm not a big fan of, but people love." I found it really funny. I mean, Kristen Wiig, my favorite. I love Kristen Wiig, a comedic actress. She's fantastic in yeah, Bridesmaids. No. Fantastic, you know. Absolutely. Like he's got some clout behind him, and, and Bridesmaids is a well made movie. Like mm-hmm. Feig can make a movie, right? So I was like, man, it's got like, it's got like the bases set. You know what I mean? It's it's got the director, it's got the the actresses in it, but just the preview did not look good. Nope, I, I don't think they did a good job. Like very over the top, yeah. very corny. The marketing was awful for the movie, so I did not watch it in theaters. It, it went by, and it wasn't until like it had been out for a while, and I randomly happened to see some like reviews or not even reviews, but people talking about. And gushing about the movie and how like great Anna Kendrick and great Blake Li- Blake Li- Blake Lively were Break Lively <laughs> how great like the two actresses were and how the story was pretty like it was different it was conventional while not being conventional I was like hmm this sounds interesting and then you and I had spoken about it and you were like yeah apparently this is really good like everyone's talking about how yeah, great this sleeper. movie is yeah, it was like the sleeper of the year I was like well that makes me happy yep. <laughs> so I guess I'm gonna check it out and uh, I did and it was terrible all right episode over. That's pretty much it. Uh, guys, if you want to check us out, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> pretty conventional movie when they were showcasing it. And for the first one and a half to two acts, it really did feel like, okay, yeah, what are they building up? You know, mm-hmm. she builds a relationship with a woman that's completely different than oh, her, yeah. which I love the way they painted Blake Lively in this film. Mm-hmm, it too. was a very progressive film. You know, yeah. she's wearing nothing but suits. She's the breadwinner. She's very, like, androgynous in, like, appearance almost. Yep. And she's portrayed as, like, the, the man of the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, that, that typical archetype of what that would be. She makes the money. She, like, runs... The finances, she runs their lives, and the the husband is the stay-at-home, like, parent. You know what I mean? So, like... Failed author. I like how they (laughs) flip the roles there, which doesn't really matter about, like, the roles are stupid to begin with anyways. You know what I mean? But I I like how they kind of paint her in the the light of, like, she is the go-getter. She is the one that runs everything in the family, right? And Anna Kendrick's character is absolutely not. She is the typical stay-at-home mom. Yep. Except she's a stay-at-home widow. 
Yeah. Dark, back, dark backstory that they painted for her. You don't really Ooh. find that out for the first like 50 minutes of the Dude, movie. That that was insane. Man. Insane. I like how they do that scene too. How she's telling her what happened, but she's telling her version of what she wants to tell her, but they're showing you what really what went really down. happened. And then yeah. Blake Lively's just too smart. She sees right through Obviously it. Obviously sees right through it. That's yep. not all that happened. That's <laughs> no, not no. all that happened. And that's also falls into her line because she runs the basically the PR for this exactly. big executive Dennis Nylon, who I get things is in the fashion, fashion icon. Industry. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she pretty much settles anything. Any any wildfire <laughs> she can take. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> she's the girl, she's the person. That does that, like mm-hmm. man. Anna Kendrick and this woman, Blake Lively's character, uh, Emily. Yes. They befriend each other because their kids go to the same school. So they start hanging out. Uh, Anna Kendrick tells Blake, you know, like if any point in time you need someone to watch your kid, like I can pick him up and like our kids can have a play date and I can like, you know, watch him for you or whatever. And she calls on her to do that like once or twice throughout the movie and they end up like hanging out with each other while this is happening. She meets like Blake's husband, finds out he, he's an author who has written one book, <laughs> which <laughs> Emily points out at every turn she can. She's like, wrote one book, never wrote again. I <laughs> love how she just nonstop rags him for that. Always rides important. Like, you're an author, but you don't write. What are you doing? And I feel like there was an important uh, line of dialogue in there that like actually upsets me hearing that that's how somebody would think as a woman. They have when she finally meets uh, Emily's husband. Mm-hmm. She mentions that she reads her books, and she she read that when she was pre mommy brain. I don't like that. Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't like mm-hmm. how that that some people try to. And she said that in there. She keeps apologizing. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick's character and Blake says, "Don't do that. That is a messed up habit that women have. No, That's stupid. That. Stop it." Mm-hmm. And I agree, it is. You don't have to yeah. apologize for everything you do. Yeah. Now, if you actually did something very terrible, sure, the, yes, yeah. you need Maybe to apologize. Maybe you should apologize. Yeah, but just but... for being like. Just to being a woman have to apologize? That's no, ludicrous. Yeah, I, I really liked that yeah, line. So she downplays herself. She's trying to fall into this typical stay-at-home mom, but she's very gung-ho. She does all these PTA things. She's yeah, like my God. involved she's like in the school, the child's the life, one, all the other a vlog. Parents. That's I'm what sorry. this whole setup is, is her vlog mm-hmm, mm-hmm. saying that her friend Emily's gone missing, and then it goes back to the first time that they met. And then that's where the story really begins. When they right. go back into that, they see how they met. You have these three little catty... Uh, Two wives, uh, the three moms. That right, are yeah, the, 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 the three moms. One of them's a husband. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the other parents like talk about how Anna Kendrick's character makes them feel inadequate. Yep. Like she's such a we good parent. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's such a good parent that they're like, we're terrible. Because they bring up, uh, yeah, I'll bring my uh, helium tank and balloons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like, actually have one? She's like, yeah, yeah don't you don't? You? Bad, par- <laughs> uh, bad parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she's such a great parent that by association, all the other ones are like, oh, well, we're terrible. And. Blake Lively's character even says that at one point when she comes to, uh, after one of the times that Anna Kendrick has been watching her kids, mm-hmm. she comes to go pick up her kid, and Anna Kendrick's out in like the spiel, well, like the dark park, mom playing with him. Like it's like, oh, dark mommy, it's stupid. And Blake Lively's like, don't do that. Don't downplay your good parenting to make me feel better because I'm a bad parent. I was the, like, whoo, man. The best thing I could do for my kid is blow my brains <laughs> out. That is a line. <laughs> yeah. She but, obviously said she's joking. I'm joking. But, yes. <laughs> but to somebody that, like Anna's Kendrick, or uh, Anna's, Anna's Kendrick. <laughs> Anna's character. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, she was like, oh, oh, okay. She took it as serious. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this got real dark. You know, <laughs> oh, she barely snap. knows Emily. You and know then I mean? in that scene is when we, there's the greatest quote of the whole film. When she takes Emily's picture and Emily turns around, she's like, delete that. If you don't delete that, I will slap an injunction on your yearbook. <laughs> Within set, like immediately delete the picture. Oh, okay. Shows. Clicks and I'll be, and when you first watching a movie, that's that's really odd. Yep. Like I know people that don't enjoy pictures. I'm not a big picture person. I don't really care about them. But I'm not to the like, going so far. I'm like, delete it right now or I'll kill you. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, whoa. <laughs> she was very like adamant immediately. Like obviously the intention of that is to make you think. Okay. Well, what? Why? What is she hiding? Why? What's going on here? Like throughout the whole movie, I think leading up until Emily disappears. Right. So 
Anna Kendrick's character befriends her, and then all of a sudden Emily disappears one day. She asks Anna Kendrick to pick up her kid, and then she doesn't hear from her for days. She can't find her. She calls her husband. Her husband's like, oh, well, this is actually kind of typical. She's done this before. Husband's in London with his yeah, mom he's in London with his mom. her head. Like, she, well, she broke her hip. Broke her hip. Fell, oh, like, I, broke her hip. Broke, okay. mm-hmm. I thought she smashed her head. So she, he comes back and like picks up the kid or whatever, and the Kendrick's character's telling him how like uh, all their friends, all the other moms and stuff, feel like it's a good idea to call the cops. She's, mm-hmm. Blake's been gone for, Emily's been gone for like three or four days at this point now. When she called the husband two days. And yeah, she called the husband two that, days. Yeah. yeah, and he takes him like, I'm sure. You know. The progression of time in this movie is pretty fast. Yeah. They don't really specify too often. It takes him 12 hours or whatever to fly from London back to here, yeah. wherever, however long. And she tries to contact her office to find out what's wrong with her. And like, oh yeah, she went to Miami. He's like, well, that's not what she told me she was doing. You know, they call the cops. And the cops come, whatever, blah, blah. So yeah, that's the entire setup of the film is that her character goes missing. And now Anna Kendrick is like trying to find her. But she's trying to find her and like how a very uninformed person would try to to do it yeah like you know just call the husband call the cops call the work and that's pretty much all she does and, and like, she's okay, notifying well, her I don't blog know. as well and she's like talking to the blog too she's like well i don't know like really what else to do in this situation as why would you you mm-hmm. know what i mean so throughout the film the cops are also investigating her disappearance and like what's going on and anna kendrick and the husband emily's husband kind of grow like closer together and then they find a vehicle and anna kendrick's body was found in a river and she's dead blake lively Body I'm sorry, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Blake, Jeez, Blake, gotta yeah. have faith. Emily, am I right? <laughs> yeah, right. Emily's character is dead. So then it becomes this whole thing of trying to figure out what happened and how she died, what's going on. She was like shot up with heroin, and her liver was kind like destroyed from being an alcoholic. Which none of made, none of that made sense in the Kendrick's character because yeah, she liked to have like a strong martini, but like I would hardly say she was an alcoholic. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. Definitely a heroin was not addict. doing heroin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way you're hiding track. Yeah, she wore yeah. suits with this. And she said she had track marks all over her arms and between her fingers and toes. Like her husband definitely would have known that. Yeah, absolutely would have known that. And we see her without sleeves on multiple times, like mm-hmm. around Anna Kendrick's character. Mm-hmm. Also, like the first time i believe it is that they come back to emily's house she's standing there and they're like they're having a conversation she's taking her cufflinks off and she just pulls off the shirt it's one of those little like attached things oh, like clip-ons yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just hit my her jacket that made me laugh so hard like probably way harder than it should have and there were a couple things about this that were dark but i still found myself laughing because of just some of the dialogue choice that they had and it was good yeah. dialogue not because it was bad dialogue but they go to the funeral they bury her they come back they have a the reception and, you know, the son, the youngest son of I me, mean, what is he, mm-hmm. like five years old, six like years Emily's old? Emily's kid? Yeah, yeah. Emily's mm-hmm. kid. They're about yeah, six they're, years they're, old. Yeah, six, seven years they're old. young. And he's outside having, a, like, just mad. Can't deal with it that mom's dead. So he uh, attacks his friend. And his son ended up being like, well, it's okay. Your mom's in heaven now. Immediately attacks him because, you know, he's just a kid. He's yeah, like, yeah. you know, my mom's dead. He doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to hear that. Fights him. The dad and uh, Anna Kendrick's character get involved, and he doesn't really have to know how to react to him. You know, he was, mm-hmm. he's a good dad, but he, you can tell that he wasn't really. He wasn't prepared to deal with that conflict. He's not at prepared all. to deal with yeah. that conflict at all. And he kind of starts talking to him. He's like, yeah, well, does she probably do this with a drink in her hand at four o'clock in the, or two o'clock in the afternoon? <laughs> it's like, Anna's like, okay, whoa. let's take a deep breath. Let's chill. <laughs> Let me do this. And she does something really sweet, too, because he's like, I don't want you to be my mommy, little kid. And that's not what she's I'm like, yeah, wanting to I do. I don't want to be your mom either. Yeah, I don't want to be your mom either. So let's just sit here and watch the grass grow and be mad. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that kind of helped that. And then you jump to the next line or the next scene, which was them having dinner. And that was where it made me laugh because it's a serious moment. And the son says she's seen his mom. Yeah, yeah. Then in that in that in the dinner scene, the Emily's son is like, Oh, I saw mom today. And they're like, What? <laughs> yeah, like so like the first time that I watched it, right? We've seen this twice. Uh we watched it originally our first time we watched it again to do this episode about. This kind of jumped out to me a little bit at the table, the way that the father acts whenever there's him and Emily's son says that uh, I saw my mom today. He acts like really skittish about it, you know? And I don't understand why someone would act that way. He, She's dead. But it's really good foreshadowing later on the fact that she's not dead. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when she shows up to it, the diner, he's like, oh, it's you. He kind of almost suspects it. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't put it past her. She's so, so she's so out there like that he, he doesn't put it past her. And that he's in love with her, but he really doesn't know that much about her. And he said Dude, that they yeah, have, like, a couple anything. flashback scenes, mm-hmm. and it was a pretty messed up one with Blake Lively stealing his mother's ring <laughs> yeah, and, like, like having family him heirloom. her or me. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. Okay, but mm-hmm. he just couldn't. Something about her. She she was amused to him. Yeah, but dude, once they just, got together, he never wrote a book. She's so, so what, enchanting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can stop saying her name wrong. Anna Kendrick is Stephanie. So from this <laughs> point on, we will say Stephanie. Stephanie. And we apologize for that. So when Stephanie and Emily are hanging out at one point and they're uh, they're drinking, and Stephanie is quite a bit tipsy. She's she's pretty gone. Yeah. Emily's not really affected. They have like a little like nice intimate moment where she like consoles Stephanie, and then they kiss, right? Mm-hmm. And so you find out later on in the film that Emily either is bisexual or she just completely adapts to any situation and nothing is beyond her because she has a relationship with a woman at one point while she's in college mm-hmm. with this artist woman, which Emily is a very selfish person. So maybe she had no attraction with women, whatever. It was just what she needed to do in that moment. You know what I mean? She's a manipulator. You, yeah, you don't yeah. really know she's a manipulator. So, But in that moment, like her and Anna Kendrick share that, that little moment together and Anna Kendrick's character is like, I'm so embarrassed about that. Stephanie, I'm sorry. Stephanie's, you did it. You yeah. did it. I addressed it and you Stephanie's did it. Stephanie's so embarrassed about it and Emily's like, oh, don't worry about it, baby. It's just Tuesday. It's just Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that line made me like... Just another Tuesday. That line made me laugh a little bit. They had that little moment or whatnot and it just like speaks more to like the aura that surrounds Emily. You know what I mean? She's just this very alluring person and not even necessarily in just a sexual way she's very alluring in total it's like she's very mysterious like you want to know her and befriend her like Mm -hmm. you want to know this person you know and so for stephanie who has like shown no indications that she is anything but heterosexual because she had a husband and a kid and she's never uh, expressed anything any attraction for women or whatever but it just speaks to like how alluring emily is as a person in that moment she was so like entranced by her and it's like what you're saying it goes back to the husband. It's almost like he's not an author anymore because of her. Yeah. It's like he doesn't can't control himself around her. He can't like think straight or whatever. Like they, they make her this very ominous presence. Well, when they go it's to really her cool. girlfriend, the painting that the only painting of her face, like it's really the only <laughs> picture we have of her. Of face. her is a painting of her nude. <laughs> Completely nude. With a, at an upward angle. And also, did you notice when she was listing off animals, she said beaver, and it showed mm-hmm, right yeah. that picture? Yeah, R- immediately, very next print, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie was like, and beavers. <laughs> but when you meet her, that was the last good painting she had. She could only draw her after exactly. that. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. like, in a way, she brings this life to you, but then it just then goes just, away It's all encompassing. It's, yep. it's all you can think about. It's you all know? you can think like about. She's this very ominous presence that is just always around. Once, yeah, exactly. Once she enters your, enters your life, it's like all you can think about is Emily. Or uh, Claudia is what she told. Or Hope. Or, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Claudia is what she told the girl in college what her name was. So, yeah. And then, so throughout the film, Emily uh, is disappeared or whatnot. Stephanie's getting very suspicious of like what's going on. This isn't making any sense. She didn't do heroin. I wouldn't have said she was an alcoholic. Like her husband would have definitely have known these like these things. The kid is saying that he saw her mom when she goes to tuck the kids in at night. The bra- she makes Emily a friendship bracelet, and her friendship bracelet is laying on the counter. And it's like okay, well this is weird as well. And then she goes to Emily's office trying to figure out like what's going on. Like has anyone seen her? And she like wants to try to find information. And she sneaks up into her office. And she finds a picture of Emily that says uh, faith or have faith. You got to have faith. You got to have faith. And she's like, oh, well, what is this? This is weird. And this leads her on this whole other like tirade of going and finding. She finds Emily's parents. She gets tracked. She tracks her down to Michigan because one of her viewers tells her, oh, like calls in. And she's like, I, I definitely saw her like around this area or whatever. And so she goes to this camp area, which is later on in the film is where Emily was with her sister 
who she drowns and murders. So it comes out that Emily is a twin, and her name is not Emily. Her name is Hope, and she, she has is a twin a triplet. Named, yeah, she's actually a triplet. One she was a, a stillborn. She has a, a sister named Faith, and they burned down part of their parents' house when they were younger that and killed their father, and then they had to flee. Get the tattoos. The, yeah, uh, Emily has a fire tattoo with a um, charity symbol. A charity symbol around which it, which is the name of their other sister. Which was Hope, the name of the faith and charity. Yeah, the third sibling that was that they ate in the womb. <laughs> that their mother convinced and their father <laughs> believed. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. So you find out that their mom is not necessarily such a great person. They didn't have like such a great upbringing. It seems like uh, it did seem like they were kind of like like they had parents yeah. had money mm-hmm. and uh, they went to this like summer camp or whatnot. And that's like where they had met each other again which is where the person that called into stephanie's um not podcast but her youtube thing yeah they sent her a message from the vlog yeah sent her a message from uh, on her vlog and she goes and she finds all this stuff out that's the point where it starts to get just insane after that it starts to get crazy oh absolutely emily's not freaking dead <laughs> her name is not even emily she has a twin sister who showed up trying to extort her for money so she murders her sister and it's becoming very apparent now that oh well this character we thought was emily this whole time is not a good person she's a piece of garbage when Stephanie's out there, well, Stephanie's not really a good person. If you no, but it. it took I like, like that the too. Day Stephanie's not really her, a good yeah. person either. But she's see, I very feel selfish. like this movie shows showcases true nature of human. Even if you're mm-hmm. on appearance, seem like you're painted as a very good person. They keep calling her a saint every scene mm-hmm. almost, and mm-hmm. she finally brings it up. Like, yeah, I keep getting that. He's like, well, you should really market that. People love saints. Yeah, after they're dead. So her father died, and at her father's funeral, a guy shows up that looks just like her father when he was a kid, and it like really freaks her mom out. Mom broke down. Yeah, and it turns out that this is her like long lost half-brother that no one knew about and then that night to like they were comforting each other and like she tells emily that her dad was like the only person that really understood her Mm -hmm. and then she has sex with her brother and then it never like fully said but it's very much leads you to believe that her and her brother continue having sex as they grow and get older and then she meets her husband they get married and it's possible that her kid is not even her husband's it's hers and her brother's not confirmed but it's yeah it's very much very much hinted toward that that is a possibility and that's why her husband is like upset so he goes and takes the brother out like on a car ride they're gonna have a conversation and they get in a car accident they both die it's like and she tells emily like in one moment the two most important men in my life were just gone you know so that's her like dark secret is that she had an incestuous relationship with her brother that directly led and correlated with her husband and her brother's death like that's crazy so she has like a dark past and like that doesn't necessarily make her like a bad person but she's not like she's very very selfish Mm -hmm. she's very like prideful Right, so she acts like, oh, you know, people always say that about me, but it's obvious she takes pride in that. Absolutely, you know what I mean? absolutely. she takes pride in being like superior and like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I am a better parent. You well, know, you got to think that from the vlogs too. She's telling you how to be a better mother. That's like yeah. her pushing down, like I'm the best mom, I'm the peak form of mom. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and that could be taken as like she's the omega mom. Yeah, omega, omega, omega mom, omega level. <laughs> but yeah, so she's like the. She's very prideful in, in that sense, and she's very egotistical, but she, like, tries to downplay it herself, you know? So she's not necessarily a good person. Emily, definitely not a good person. The husband, definitely not a good person. Like, So all three people are not He thinks really his wife people. is dead, immediately sleeps with somebody else, but he's supposed to be, like, all wrapped up in love with his wife. And then when Emily shows back up, she shows up to the husband. Uh, they had a $4 million life insurance policy taken on at Emily. Well, she, she contacts Stephanie first, remember? Yeah, yeah, she just Calls contacts Stephanie nice, first. Nice dress. Yeah, yeah. Nice skirt, nice yeah. skirt. <laughs> Why don't you kiss my husband for me? But she did all of that stuff for her son. Mm-hmm. Like, she loves her child. And the $4 million it's is her little dude. something to, like, yeah, to help the kid. Like, she makes it known that she's having money problems. They can't sell the house. Like, she's the only one that's bringing in money. So that's her motivation for all this is money for the kid. But it's also very selfish, and as the movie goes on, it's like, uh, I don't know if I fully believe that. Yeah. That may just be a line you're feeding the husband. 
it all boils down in the end. The three of them are together, and Emily and uh, the husband, whose name I can't remember, but they're together in their house. God, what is his name? Yeah, I don't remember. Who cares? He's not important. Terrible performance, so it's not like it really <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, do, like, I mean, I feel he might bad. not have been that bad, but next bad to them. I feel bad for him. Having I, to share the screen with the two of them, and like, this is one of Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively's like, best performances. They are fantastic. It's a crime that they're not getting like awards consideration, mm-hmm. especially Blake. It's honestly my fantastic. favorite of the two. That's what's crazy. What, Blake? Yeah. No, no, Blake and Anna. I think oh, this really? is my number one for both of them. Oh, man. no, see, They lead both of my categories this year. So I'm not <laughs> sure if it's my number one for both of them for... Or not. I know for Anna, it's definitely not because Up in the Air is my number one for her. And for Blake, it's either this or The Town. I need to rewatch The Town. Like, it's either this or The Town, but she's fantastic in both. Yeah. And so, throughout this time, when Emily, like, resurfaces and, like, Stephanie knows she's not dead. The husband knows she's not dead, right? And Stephanie's pretty much, like, uncovering her plot. Emily tells, like, her and Stephanie meet up at a graveyard at, at Emily's grave. She sets that up through her vlog. She sets that through her vlog, which is incredible. She's watching. She's like, thinks (laughs) that she's going to have. God, it's such great character. There's one scene where she's talking to her vlog, but she's very clearly talking to Emily, and it shows Emily in a hotel room, like, watching it. She's like, oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) That's so mad. Played that song, cuts to Anna rapping. Yeah, yeah, in the car. I love that. (laughs) Emily is trying to now concoct a plot with Stephanie to pin it on the husband that she throws a hammer up in the air. Hits herself wrench in the eye, there. a wrench Jeez. in the air. Hits herself in the eye with it. Goes to the police, trying to make it look like her husband like beat her and mate and like kidnapped her and stuff. And like, which as I'm watching, it's just infuriating me. Yeah, but. it's like I'm like, man, she, Emily is such <laughs> or hope God. such a piece of trash. God, that's awful, <laughs> awful person. So like, all that happens, but at the same time, the husband and Stephanie have their own little plot going on that they're gonna try to get Emily to admit that she did all of this mm-hmm. and get her taken to jail. So they show up at the house. And Emily and the husband are there, and then Stephanie comes in with a gun. It's like, oh, man, what is going on? And she's like, you told me you love me. You told me you love me, too, blah, blah, blah. And, like, she says it to Emily, and the husband, and to Emily, and then she shoots the husband. And a- Emily does not know about this. No, no, she has no idea what's going on. She's like, oh, man. And then Stephanie, I think, overdoes it a bit when she drops down on the ground. She's like, oh, my God, what do we do? Do we call the cops? Do I just let them die? What do we do? What do we do? And then Emily is like, hmm, get up. Yeah, and Emily get admits up. to killing her uh, so then, sister, too. Yeah, so they get up, and then Emily admits that she killed her sister and that she faked her own death, right? And she tells them she knew, like, that they were doing this. She was like, yeah, I, I figured this was happening. So, like, I searched the house and found these two wires that you put in the house to try to record my confession. Uh, one for you, one for you. Yeah, one for you, one for you. And she takes them out of her pocket and, like, throws them away. And it's like, oh, man, she, like, Emily is too smart. Mm-hmm. She bested them. She's like, you know, I've been thinking my whole, like, I've been on the run my whole life. I've been fooling people my whole life. You don't think that I saw this coming. And Stephanie's like, uh, uh, Emily pulls a gun out of the couch. She goes, oh, look what I have here. And Stephanie is like, uh, well, the cops are outside. And Emily says, no, they're not. She's like, I've been doing this my whole life. I redirected them to like someone else's house to like where the uh, all the other mother friends meet up. <laughs> she mimicked uh, Stephanie's voice, like, mimicked too. Her like, voice. hi, guys. Yeah. This is the part of the movie where it kind of like breaks down a little for me. This whole sequence of how they explain all this because it's so obscure given to what yeah, the first two acts presented exactly, like it, right? it changed completely that's what my issue is with the I, only issue with this I still was. like it like, yeah, I thought no. the ending was really really cool but I, I thought it could have been written better Minus, it was very minus the very, I didn't like her getting hit by a freaking car. Yeah, that was my biggest contention. Is at the <laughs> end, like she runs outside after she knows she's found out, right? So she says that she diverted the cops like to someone else's house. And then uh, she turns around and shoots her husband. <laughs> really this shoots is before him. she ran out. She was still in the no, couch. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. She okay. turns around, she shoots her husband. She's going to kill Stephanie. 
Stephanie's like, well, you're not going to kill me. And she's like, oh, please. I murdered my sister, faked my own death, and just shot and my killed husband. killed my husband. Yeah, I killed and, my uh, and, dad. And kill, oh, yeah. I killed my father, but I'm not going to kill my best friend. And so Stephanie's really? like. Really? My best friend? <laughs> <laughs> I love the other. They have that little, like, really? Are we best friends? Well, do, yeah, do you really you mean know, that? I really like you. You know, it's hard being a. But then she tells her, like, you should come on my vlog sometime, and we could talk about this. She goes, oh, we could. Oh, well, we're doing it right now. And so she has a little nanny cam, and she's been live streaming this whole thing. Whole so Emily thing. is totally screwed now. Or Hope. Or Claudia. <laughs> Whatever you want to call her. She is totally done. Like, her confession is on tape. Now it's been live streamed. There's nothing she can do about it. She runs outside, and she's trying to escape. You can hear the police sirens coming. Stephanie runs out after her and she's like, Emily, you can't go anywhere. Like, where are you going? Like, they're going to find you. So then she pulls the gun up again, and now she's going to shoot Stephanie. Like, I what? thought that was very weird to progress to that. Like, yeah, uh, she should have just shot her inside. You're still on camera, so like, yeah, it doesn't like change a, anything. If you're going to murder her, murder yeah. her. Don't. Like, I kind of get that she's trying to flee, like, oh, I got to leave, like, runs away. But also, that's kind of uncharacteristic of Emily, who is very composed and very well thought out, that she just freaks out in the moment and just runs away. You know what I mean? This like, is the, this is the dumb. worst situation she's been put in. Though. Exactly, yeah. So then she can hear the police sirens. Like, oh, 110,000 people I know watching at, the, at yeah, that moment. Yeah, at that moment. Like, I know I'm not getting away. She's like, now I'm going to kill you. And then she gets hit by a car, and lo and behold, it's Darren, who is who Emily diverted the cops to. Like, there's a scene when she says that, and it shows Darren and, like, two of the other moms at his house, and they're smoking, like, out of a bong. Yeah. And the cops bust the door down. He's like, I have a prescription. I have <laughs> ocular pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that made me laugh. But then he shows up and hits her with a car, and he's like, we were watching we were watching your vlog, like, live. And they did say earlier in the movie that they all the other, like, parents actually watch her they vlog. They mentioned at the reception. Right, yeah. yeah, they slide that little line in there. They watch her vlog. At first, they were just making fun of her, but then they realized, oh, she is actually pretty helpful. Mm -hmm. So, like, all of that, though, was just a setup for a man to walk up to a woman and say, when you mess with one mom, you mess with us all. And it's like, oh, you're not Oh, but he's not a woman. <laughs> no, it's no. It's like, that felt very forced and cheap for yeah. a movie that was at this point, presenting itself to be so progressive. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That felt very forced and cheap, and it was like that whole ending sequence was hinging on that joke landing. And I was like, man, like, that's a cheap joke and cheap thrill to hint the ending of, like, this really good story you've been telling up to that mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Then the ending could have gone similar to that with... But you didn't have to that. have that line. Yeah. It, it felt it just felt like very saying, convoluted yeah. and forced. And I that rolled my eyes. Kind of, <laughs> I mean, it, it took it down for me, right? Like yeah. I probably would have given the movie like a nine out of ten, but after that, it was probably like an eight, maybe a seven five. Mm, the ratings out here, huh? The, <laughs> the performances. Cut that. Are, cut that. Actually, I probably would give it more. I probably get like an eight five. Like the ending can't ruin it that much for me, but like the performances are fantastic. Oh, like, absolutely. If you're a fan of Anna Kendrick or Blake Lively, that's why you watch this movie. They are one hundred percent amazing in this movie. The movie itself is very, very good. The ending is a bit convoluted. And a bit like Especially forced what and tacked on, led up to yeah. that point from Everything Act One to Act it Two is really is, great. Is, and yeah. then it goes into that, and it's kind of like, oh man, like the the writing could have been touched up quite a bit at the end there, which I I fully would lay on the director himself. It's like Paul Feig could have easily been like, oh, this is stupid. We need to do more. Yeah, like that, that. That's his fault. It was a big shock ending, and it, I don't think for me personally, it did not hit. It didn't land at all. Obviously, no. everything hit up to that point, especially with what we said earlier about the whole. Her walking in with a gun, having mm -hmm. this whole three, all that was great. All two those people on twists. one side. Emily's like, "Oh my god, I didn't expect this to happen." Yeah. What's going on? All those little twists right there, like, "Oh, they're working together," but no, they're actually working together. And like, "Oh, she shoots him." Oh, but she didn't really shoot him. Oh, now she shoots him. Oh, but she's on a live stream. It's like so much thrown at you, and it was like really cool. Like it just kept heightening and heightening. And then her to get run outside and hit by Darren because they were watching the live stream. I, was like, I well, love when stupid. they were at the uh, funeral scene, or when they were at the tombstone when she was having the uh, martinis discussing the plans. <laughs> Obviously, you ruined her insurance fraud. She's like. Well, I don't want my husband. And he's like, well, I don't want him either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what leads well, them to like work together. You think I would wrap together. myself out for that POS? That's what yeah. she said. <laughs> 
Dude, uh, man, Emily's character has so many awesome lines in the movie. Oh, my goodness. When she tells, um, she's talking to her boss, and she's just, you're going to shut the F up, and you're going to leave me alone. And just hangs up. And you got to like, go right at him. The big Stephanie's ones, you got to like, go right yeah, at him. Stephanie's like, you talk to your boss like that? And she goes, oh, yeah, the big ones, you got to go right at him like that, because they will F you in the face. And Stephanie took that advice, too. Like She, she does. changed. She Most of this was possibly because she's changed being around Emily. She mm-hmm. got a little more confidence. She's yeah. hanging out with, like, the cool girl, mm-hmm. you know? like so. See, and in that light, they try to paint her as, like, the hero in that mm-hmm. way, whereas like, oh, just rubbing off on her, it's making her like more confident and stuff like that. But I don't know that she wasn't confident to begin with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she is a little, she is insecure, obviously. But uh, well, I don't know. It, it it's she tries to put herself off as she's insecure, and I don't know that she's insecure is more that she's just reserved because of her past. Yeah, because say it she feels guilty what she did. for yeah. what for like how her husband and her brother died. I don't necessarily know that I would say that she's insecure or that she is. Um, not confident, you know what I mean? I think she kind of puts that out there as like a defense mechanism to make mm-hmm. herself appear that way when she's really not. This is the very end of the movie. She's doing her last vlog. She now has a million viewers now, yes. a million subscribers. In a brand new kitchen. Yeah, a brand new kitchen. Looks looked a lot like Emily's. It does. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she mentioned how she loves that house. But she has like, her show's doing great now, and she's like doing, still doing the mommy vlog thing, but she also runs like a private detective agency, yeah. <laughs> essentially. So, and she's like, you know, very composed and, and speaking like with more confidence and whatever. But throughout the whole show, when we see her on the vlog series, like she is very front and center in camera and is not reserved at all. Nope. You know what I mean? She like she is very confident in what she's very doing. Confident. She's what she thinks is good is good. Like she's mm-hmm. doing a very good job of doing what she wants. Uh there was also a I hate to backtrack, but there was a funny thing. Uh the main detective that was doing the interviews right. finding out like mm-hmm. Brought up the car, uh, brought up He a was bunch really of good, too. He was really good, especially mm-hmm. when she tried to... Uh, there was a scene of her trying on Emily's clothes. Oh, I love it. Uh, and she trying puts on that, on that, that, bla- that really nice tight black, black dress, dress yeah. but it's too tight. Mm-hmm. And it, she can't get it off, so she has to do this whole interview with the detective in Emily's in house. Emily's house <laughs> in her they dress. they think that she was involved with it. I mean, mm-hmm. and like obviously, nothing... And she's acting real suspicious. That's what mm-hmm. I thought was yeah. weird. Like, I guess because she's only she's dealt so with nervous. law enforcement once, and that was dealing with her husband and her brother's death. Uh, and like she's acting so suspicious, so that doesn't help. And she's like, I don't know what you want from me. And that whole scene was great. Honestly. I love where he's like, you're, you're not under arrest. Because oh no, why? I mean, why? Why? Why would? Why would it be? Not even a thought. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that scene was very, very well done. Yep. Anna Kendrick destroys this movie. Dude. She kills it. She's amazing. Seriously, just for performances alone. Like yeah. for those two, Absolutely like seriously, it. check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So yeah, I guess we're gonna go ahead and uh, rip it up right there. Omega Level is proudly sponsored by Ink or Die Studios, a unique combination of a tattoo parlor and hair salon. Located at 270 North Dakota Street by Flanagan's, Ink or Die Studios employs the best artists and stylists around. Boasting a friendly atmosphere, helpful, talented, and incredibly creative staff, Ink or Die Studios is the only tattoo shop and hair salon you'll ever need. Stop in, call, or contact them through their social media accounts today to set up an appointment. We appreciate you tuning in and checking us out, no matter how you're watching or listening to us. Uh, make sure you hit up all of our social media. So what do you think of A Simple Favor? Have you seen the movie? Does this make you want to watch the movie? Obviously, if you haven't seen it and you watch this, you have seen it now. Because we just told you the entire <laughs> I mean, film. There are like, a couple things we missed, kind of but I mean, do. still, you kind of know the whole thing. Yeah, what do you think of the film? If you watch it, did you enjoy it? Like, what do you think of Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively's performances? If you have any other films that you think would be good for us to watch, you'd like for us to talk about, send us a message and let us know. And we appreciate you tuning in and... Uh, Enjoying the show? I know you don't like Josh. I don't matter. Nobody does.